Welcome to a new episode of Big Sister Conversations. I'm your host, Eniola. I'm so excited about this episode because it marks the beginning of our first series on the show. It's called Three Things I Wish I'd Known Earlier. I'll be sharing about things I wish I'd known as a teenager or getting into my 20s. Regardless of the season of life you're in, I'm sure you can find something that you'll be able to relate with. So today we'll be talking about three things I wish I'd known about God. But before we get into today's conversation, I want to invite you to subscribe to my podcast so that you can be notified every time I release a new episode. I also want to invite you to be a part of the community by subscribing to my newsletter. I send encouraging and personal emails every month to keep you hopeful and inspired. The link is in the description. I got saved when I was quite young, between the ages of 8 to 10, but I don't remember the specific dates. Like, I don't remember the month, the day, the year. I don't remember exactly when it happened. I remember where my family was living at the time. The church we're attending, the event leading up to my getting saved, the person who even led me in the sinner's prayer. But I don't remember the timeline. I just know that because I remember these things, I can calculate that it was between the ages of 8 to 10. So I was at an evening program. It was a revival program. Um, I don't know if you're Baptist. So there's this, I grew up Baptist and we used to have this thing. Like it's called revival. We have like two or three every year. So it was at one of them. They invite special guests. I'm not sure, but I think it was Reverend Joe Balabi that was invited, but I can't remember. Anyway, so the sermon was about knowing your destination where you die. And I was spooked because I didn't want to go to hell. So the person talked about Jesus forgiving you and if Jesus has forgiven you of your sin, you will not go to hell. And there was an altar call. So every person who indicated that they wanted to become a Christian, they told them to come to the altar. So I went to the altar. Funny thing is, I took my time in deciding. I was shy, honestly. So by the time I got to the altar, they were done. So they took us to a hall for a follow-up meeting. And the person that was leading us, I just reached out to him that, oh, I want to be saved. By the time I got there, they were done, and, and, and I, I, I didn't get saved. So he's like, okay. So he took me aside, and he prayed with me. So I remember getting home that night. I was feeling clean and cleansed, and I just felt like if I die, I'm going to heaven tonight because I just felt very pure. So that was how I got saved. But let's fast forward to a few years later. I am in the university, and... I have strayed so far from God. Like from that day that I gave my life to Christ, I tried to be good for a while. It didn't last. I kept trying. I kept trying. And I was in church because my parents were really fervent believers at the time. In fact, my dad went on to be a pastor. My mom was a deaconess. So I've always been around church. But like it was not deep. I just was saved, but there was no fruit. And so I just wandered far away and all. So fast forward to me being in the university. I was on my own, so I could decide to go to church if I wanted to. I started going to church because my parents would kill me if I did not, so I was going to church, but only when it was convenient. And I had a boyfriend at the time. I was always fooling around with him, and my relationship with God was next to non-existent. I mean, I knew how to pray, and I knew, like, I had a Bible. I probably even had a devotional book at the time, but, like, I was just, I didn't have a really... I didn't really have a relationship with God, honestly. 
and my life at that time was also quite empty i was discontent and i was just searching for love in all the wrong places so in 100 level i had a roommate shout out to ibukon ibukon gondari <laughs> she invited me to her church at the time and um i went and the church seemed cool i mean it was different from what i was used to and christianity seemed fun so i'm like okay maybe this is something i can give a try and so i started here and there inconsistent coming and then church people really tried for me i won't even lie they drafted me in i'm not even sure some of them remember one person put me in the setup team just i think i just got a text message or a call that oh setup is having a meeting would i like to join them i'm like mm, okay <laughs> and somehow i don't know somehow somehow i eventually stayed i got involved in church and one way or another i became consistent and i started to build my relationship back with god i can still remember vividly like the turning point for me i was at home i was in 200 level it was a Sunday morning. I wasn't going to church that morning. And my dad called me and said, um, where are you? I'm like, oh, I'm at home. And my dad just gone mad. How can you be home on a Sunday morning? Get up and go to church now. Now. And my dad is one of the most joyful persons I know. But when my dad is angry, hey, goodness gracious. My dad's anger is as fierce as his joy, but he doesn't get angry often. So, um, yeah. He was just really screaming. He's going to come to bed on next week and it's going to, you know, do, 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 do. <laughs> I can't even remember. I just got up in fear and I threw on, I can't forget, I was wearing a polka dot top and black jeans and a pair of black and white shoes. I can't remember. I can't remember the hair on my head sharp, but I can't remember. <laughs> and then I think I took a bike to church. By the time I got there, the sermon was already going on. I sat at the back and I can't remember the sermon. I just remember the pastor saying, um, if you want to rededicate your life to God, if you want to, you know, give your life to God, um, indicate. So I, I just was tired at that point. I was frustrated. I was fed up. I just raised my hand like, let's just do this. And so I was giving a sleep to feel, which I did. And that was where everything began to change. I, was, I, I became more serious. My relationship ended. Somehow, somehow, that was when I found God. That was um, 2016. So it's been six years since then, six crazy years, and um, I have not ever regretted, never ever regretted my decision to go back to God. My life has been so much better now that God is in it. It's different from what it was. It's not like my life got easier, but it's better. The quality of my life is better. And I look forward to an eternity with God because the past six years have been beautiful. But um, as I look back over the last 16 years of working with God, so this is me counting from the date I got saved till now. Let's assume I got saved at, say, maybe it. Give or take, let's just say 16 years from the day I really got saved. I wish that I'd known some things after I got saved that first time because it would have made a massive difference in the story, honestly. Um, I know that knowing God is progressive and you cannot acquire all the knowledge of him at once. In fact, we can't even acquire all knowledge of him this side of heaven because the Bible says we know in part. It's until we see him face to face that we will know him the way he knows us. But we can try, right? You can get to know God so much, as much as you can on earth. So I really wish that I'd known some of these things earlier. It would have made a lot of difference in the way my life turned out. But I'm so thankful to God that all things work together for good. You're never at a disadvantage because of ignorance. Um, well, yes, ignorance can slow you down. Ignorance can make it harder, but it doesn't mean your life is going to be extremely affected just because you did not know. God is patient with us. So, 
But now, what I'm going to do in this episode is I want to share with you the top three things I wish I'd known about God earlier. And it hopes that it would bless you. So in case you don't know this, you don't have to learn the hard way. This is my way of going back in time to tell myself these things. But I've grown up. I'm no longer 8, 9, 10, 11, 16, 20. I'm no longer all of that. But maybe you are. And I'm hoping this would help you in case you do not know. So just sit back and I will share my top three things with you. Before we continue this episode, I want to do a quick social media shout out. Normally, I like to highlight one, two, or three reviews that strike me, and I do a social media shout-out to them on the podcast. But, you guys, I'm not doing that today. I am making this shout-out to everybody that listens, everybody that shares with their friends, every person that sends me a review. God bless you. I'm so thankful. So, the last episode was about addiction, shame, and the gospel. You guys, it went viral. It was crazy. I put a tweet about it on Twitter. I just mentioned, oh, okay, my struggle, my my personal struggle with addiction and all to get people interested and to listen to the podcast. But it went beyond my imagination. We had almost 5,000, 500,000, sorry, 500,000 impressions. That's almost half a million people that saw it. Wow. I'm mind blown, honestly. The DMs I got, the messages, it was crazy. I couldn't even respond to everything. I was going to take screenshots to use them for the social media shout-out. I couldn't even keep up, you guys. It was so bad that a friend had to even help me respond to some of the messages. It was a lot. I still even have so many. My DMs are still a mess. I haven't opened them till now because I can't keep up. The reach, it was crazy. It was it was really, really crazy. So many people listened. So many people listened. So many people. To date, I still get people saying, oh my God, thank you for sharing your story. So yes, this shout out goes to all of you. Thank you. I could not have done it without you. Thank you for liking. Thank you for following me on social media. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you so, so much. The first thing I wish I'd known earlier about God is that if God saves you, he doesn't take you back. So let me put it this way. If God has saved you, once you are saved, once you have salvation, God is not going to collect it from you. And I'm saying this because the gap between the first, like the, the time I got saved and when I started to live in the consciousness of that decision was really long. It was almost 10 years. And I wish that in those 10 years, I wish I had realized that I was saved all along. So for me, I knew that I got saved that day that that man prayed with me in church. But it took a while for my life to reflect it because I was still doing all the stuff I wasn't supposed to do. And so I somehow thought that I had lost my salvation and I had to, you know, earn it back one way or another. And so I figured I was only saved when I acted properly, when I did not lie, when I did not steal, when I did not, you know, give in to terrible thoughts. I, when I did not basically commit a sin, that's when I was saved. But as soon as I committed a sin, then I was no longer saved and I had to give my life to God again. That was my thought all along. I didn't realize that that day when I made a decision for God, he saved me once and for all time. I was always saved all along. So as I was living carelessly far from him, it didn't deny the fact that I was saved. It just meant that I was not producing fruit. And why I really wish I'd known that is because have you ever been in this position where you're like, oh, I'm far from God. Since I'm already far, I might as well just stay far. 
you get like so look at it this way imagine you have a relationship with a friend and it gets trained and then you hear that the friend is even saying i beg i beg give me i don't want this friendship anymore and the friend moves on you would be more inclined to move on than if the friend you hear somebody saying that oh your friend feels really bad and your friend is trying to fix things you would be more inclined to fix the relationship because you know the person is also willing so for me i felt like my strain meant that god was not willing anymore and i had to do something i have to come back and beg and which is very weird because you know the story of the prodigal son god was never presented like that in scripture i wish i had known that all the while that was far god did not turn his back on me and say i saved you you went back to the mud you dirty pig bye-bye off with you (laughs) god did not do that i wish i knew that all along god was standing and waiting for me god was waiting for me to come back i don't think it would have taken me that long to come back if i had known how willing god was to have me back so i stayed far I'm already far. God doesn't want me anymore. And then when I felt really bad sometimes and I'm in church and the message touches my heart, I would give my life to Christ again and it did not last. I wish I had known that day, that day when I was very young, God saved me and I was always, always saved. It would really have made a difference in my life. God does not save and take away your salvation from you because you don't live up to it. I wish I had known on the days, on my worst days, when I was lying, when I was empty, when I was doing stuff with boys that I should not have been doing, I wish I had known in that moment that I was saved. I was still saved. Goodness, the amount of guilt it would have taken off me. I would literally have run back home faster. But again, I'm not at a disadvantage because God, God has used everything. God has used every part of my story and I'm thankful for how it turned out. At least I'm grateful that... I still eventually found my way back. But I'm really saying this because because of you. If you have been in a position where you give you give your life to Christ before, but you've gone far, like you are you're so you're so far. You're so so far. And you're just like, there's no point. I've gone too far to come back. And news flash, God is literally standing. Like just picture a father. God is standing and he's looking at the road. He's waiting for you to come back. And before you even come and say, Father, I'm so he has embraced you. God doesn't forget his own. Jesus said something very remarkable that all the sheep that God has given to me, I didn't lose a single one. That's the heart of God. God doesn't lose you. Once you you receive his life, you are always his. You cannot escape it. (laughs) Once you have made the decision to say, God, I'm for you, you are always for him. Even if you wander, even if you stray, he will bring you back home. And you have to remember this. So if you stray, come back home. Come back home. God is always, always waiting. The second thing that I would say I wish I had known earlier about God is that God is good. I know this sounds very cliche. (laughs) We have a lot of songs about how good God is, but I wish I had known and believed this statement really early. So I've gone through difficult times in life. Um, One of them is losing my dad. I lost my dad five years ago. Shortly after I became serious with God, I lost my dad. And... It was honestly one of the hardest things I've had to walk through in my whole life. And that's just one of the really hard things I've been through. I have had relationships that did not work out and they really hurt me. I have maybe not failed, but like I have put in effort and then the result was not commensurate to the effort. <laughs> I have been denied opportunities I really wanted. I have dealt with illnesses that refused to go away. <laughs> I've really, honestly, I know that, like, my life has been good. I won't even deny. I've had, I've had it really good, but I've also had some 
pretty rough moment i've lost relationships that meant the world to me not just romantic so yeah life has been hard <laughs> and my initial reaction when things go south is to blame god because god is sovereign and god is all-powerful why didn't you stop it so i lost my dad in 2017 and he was he was ill and i was praying not just me everybody was praying for my dad to get better and he began to get better only for him to die and i was i don't know i think the way i process my emotions is very funny i was fine i was hurt but i was fine i moved on life continued i cried <sighs> did everything i moved on then in 2020 i felt sick like i was having heart burns and then i was not just feeling fine i don't even know how to explain you guys it wasn't as bad as i thought because by the time i went to the hospital i thought the doctor would just give me a horrible diagnosis and the doctor was just like oh it's gastritis i i'm so sorry i can be very dramatic when i'm sick so i thought i was dying <laughs> well, i was not dying but i was really ill honestly and then every time i was praying god would say nothing is wrong with you did this girl is anxiety once you deal with anxiety you'll be fine and i was just like and god is like just allow me to deal with this anxiety for you allow me to heal you and then god says and you're like do you know you don't trust me i'm like huh and he's like yeah you don't trust me because there's something in you that doesn't believe that i can heal you and i'm like what do you mean he says you're still angry with me about your dad i'm like angry it's been three years who's angry yo psh, i mean i'm fine but God now forced me to sit and unpack and I realized that even the cause of the anxiety, everything was still related to the fact that I thought, I expected God to heal my dad and he did not and I stopped trusting him. I stopped trusting in his goodness. I stopped trusting that God had a good plan for me. I stopped trusting that God had the best for me just because of that one incident. I wish I'd believed God's goodness. I wish I'd believed. I wish I'd known that God is good. God is always good. Even if life happens, even if things don't go my way, God is good. That would have just changed my perspective about a lot of things. So now I've had really tough situations, but I handle them differently because I know that it's not for me to question God's goodness. God's goodness is constant. Life, life, life happens. We live in a broken world. We live in a fallen world. God is not going to go around intervening in every situation. But he's good. He is good. He is always, always, always good. The third thing I wish I'd known about God is quite similar to the second one. But is that God always gives his best. And God always requires my best. I've talked about my... Um, Law school failure. It wasn't really failure, but <laughs> it was it wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't what I expected. But it didn't break me down or anything. I moved on pretty quickly. Not just because the exams were hard and I'd already just detached my mind. It was also because it was my best. God knows I gave that exam everything I had. For somebody who was so lethargic and disinterested, even I knew that I stretched myself. And it's not even just an and a, a personal thing like for me to just oh i did my best like even my friends my parents people around me knew that i gave my best for that exam when i saw my grades i was very disappointed because i killed myself for that exam i get okay so you guys <laughs> i gave my best but i didn't give my best from a place of oh my god i have to finish with the first class no I was not in that space. I give my best from a place of this is where God has this is where God has me in this moment. And so I am required to do my best. Do you know why I mentioned that? You might be studying a course you don't like. 
and you're wondering how can I give my best for something I'm not interested in. That was how I was in law school. I, I, I don't mind law. Law is interesting. Law is really nice. But I hated law school. Law school was really, really bad for me. I hated law school so much. So I was disinterested. But even in my disinterest, I gave my best as far as I could. That's why I really had to mention that. So if you're studying, say, zoology and you, got, and you wanted medicine, you can give your best. Of course, the best might be different from how you would if you were really studying what you wanted because of interest. But you can, as far as diligence is required, you can cover the distance. You can give diligence everything you have. Do you understand the difference now? So we lost school. I gave it my best. As far as I could, I, I even went extra miles <laughs> to deny myself of stuff just so I could put in a lot of effort. And even when it wasn't so great, I was satisfied because I'd given it my best. And I knew God was proud of me. God was as proud of me as, as he would have been, even if I'd gotten a red scroll, because it was my best. FYI, a red scroll is like you had a first class in law school, yeah. <laughs> so, God always requires my best. Now, for God always gives his best, this relates to closed doors and missed opportunities. If you follow me on Twitter, you will know that um, March and April were very tough for me this year. I applied for a lot of things, and... Every single one of them was a no. Every single thing. I had invested a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of resources, and I had a no every time. You guys, it was so bad. I think I had like, like I, I would wake up and I would say rejection meal. I'll be in church worshiping. I'm just really believing God that the next one is it. And then a rejection meal was going to enter while I'm in church. And when I'm still trying to gather myself together, another rejection meal, like it was a barrage. It was rejection meal after rejection meal after rejection meal. I'm not particularly a hard guy or a, you know, an emotional person, but I cried. Ah, <laughs> it was too much. I could not take it again. It was too much. And I was really angry with God. Like, you saw me putting effort. I gave this thing everything. How come I did not get even one, even one? And then God had to teach me that I will not open a door for you if it's not the best for you. I know you really want it. I know you really, really want it. But if it's not the best, I'm, I love you too much. I'm too committed to you too much to just allow you get what you want. So if doors shut, sometimes you should really just say, God, thank you. Because when the doors actually open, you will be grateful. You'll be much grateful because God is too committed to you, too interested and invested in your life to just give you anything. God always, always, always gives. I know I have said a lot in today's episode, so I just want to give you a quick recap. So the first thing I said is, if God has saved you, he doesn't take you back. The second thing I said is, God is good. And the third thing I said is, God always gives you his best and he always requires your best. Thank you for listening to this episode of Big Sister Conversations. If you liked it, please leave a review and share with your friends whom you know will find it helpful. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Eliola underscore to keep up with me and keep the conversation going. Until next time, remember that God loves you and I am rooting for you.